Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. What a weird morning. I was so excited. I was going to start my week going to, I was going to try a new run club this morning, Endorphins, if you're familiar. It's a pretty big run club. And my friend Brianna, I met through the Dare to Self Care run club I started, was going to go. So we were going to go together. And I was like, okay, great. I've always been too intimidated to go to one of these alone. So like, I'll have a friend. And then I woke up and it was pouring rain. And I was like, there's no way I'm going there. I'm running five miles in the pouring rain. Sorry. Um, and now it's almost 9 a.m. So I every time my morning gets thrown off, I just end up throwing myself into work. And I've just been doing podcast work all morning. So here we are. I also <laughs> my life has just been one big game of like being thrown off lately. I was supposed to record a podcast episode yesterday in studio with someone really cool who will will reschedule it. She will be coming on the podcast, but she had to reschedule. So you have just me again because I have not had the time to I need to like I think I literally need to take a full day and just batch record like 10 podcasts back to back because I have been constantly like recording and uploading within the same week and I really need to get ahead of it. But you know, your girl does a million things. So it's kind of hard. If I was only podcasting and not doing anything else with my life, it would be way easier. But you have just me this week and I was deciding between, and let me know if you feel strongly about these other solo episodes because then I'll do it next. I was deciding between how I healed my SIBO, how I healed my hormones And then something that's front of mind, which is why I'm going to do it, Um, just like everything I've learned from running so far as a beginner and someone who is like really getting into it, I have learned a lot so far. So I wanted to do that because it's just like top of mind for me. So quickly, we'll do what's in alignment and out of alignment real quick. I have not prepared it. Let me take a little chug of my cold brew this morning. In alignment, I would just say is kind of the reason that I'm behind on like podcasts and everything. I've just been letting things fucking flow. I I feel like I say this all the time, but like really have released pressure on social media and in a way that I feel like is almost a better strategy than being overly strategic. It's not in a way where I'm like, I don't give a shit about it anymore. It's more like, fuck this. I want to be fully myself. And the only way to be fully myself is to just like let go and let God. I I don't know. If I don't feel like vlogging, I'm not going to vlog. And not in a way of like – it's like I'm trying not to do that – fall into the mentality too much where I'm then not consistent. But I just – I have learned the hard way that when I force content, it just is very inauthentic and like – I've never like blown up or gone viral for forcing content. Let's put it that way. So – and also like I'm fully happy in a full-time role. So why am I – I'm not – you know, when I used to force it, it was like because I wanted to blow up like tomorrow. But I'm genuinely just like this is all like my creative outlet. I don't need it – I mean I would love it financially, but I'm not like relying on this financially. So let's just let it rock. And some platforms are going to be stronger than others and I'm going to get inspired some days more than others and that's just how it's going to go. So that's feeling a little in alignment for me is just like going with the flow in all areas of my life. And I love when I fall into that space because everything just feels 
better and I am so much more loose when I'm creating content and so much more free in myself because I'm just in this like free spirited like fuck it mentality (laughs) and that's like the best version of me. So I do have like two sides to me. One that's like more not type A because I'm not like organized by any means but just more like productive and then there's the other side of me that's just silly and go with the flow and I think we like that better. So we're tapping into that more and then what's out of alignment I would just say, but I really think this is mostly in alignment, but I would just say I didn't realize signing up for this half marathon that it would mean having to sacrifice some of the things I was just mentioning and have been talking about lately. It is more of a full-time job and it's just like dealing with the half marathon on top of everything else that I do. It was just an added thing on my plate, but it's not out of alignment because I actually really love it and it's making me want to one day train for a marathon. Like I love the structure around it, almost the community around it, even though it's a very individual sport. I love like the culture around it, planning my weeks around it, learning more about the different aspects of it and hydration and and the different types of runs and all the things. Like it's just really fun and it's an escape from all of the work that I do. So it's like I'm loving it, but I would just say I guess out of alignment is feeling behind on feeling like I take on too much and then I'm kind of like behind in every single area. But as I mentioned, we're fine with it because we're rolling with it. So what I wanted to talk about in this episode is kind of just like everything I've learned from running so far. I am two months away from my half marathon and I'm, I want to say like four months into running. I can't fact check that. I'd have to look. Actually, you know what? I have pinned my first one mile run that I did when I first started running. So let's see when I posted that. Okay, I posted that in May. So May to June, June to July, July to August, August. Okay, yeah, four months. I've been running for four months total, and I'm two months out of the half marathon. So from starting, like never being able to run more than a mile in my life and never even really doing that unless I was doing a YouTube channel to run a mile a day four months ago, that would be six months of half marathon training um, total. So I have learned a lot. My boyfriend's a marathon runner. I started this run club where we're all kind of learning together and sharing our tips. And so I wanted to dive into everything I learned. What a long fucking intro. Oh my God. Let's breathe in and out, in alignment, out of alignment. (gasps) Chaos over here this morning. Okay. So I had texted myself some things the other day because I wanted to make a TikTok about it. So I'm just going to like go to my text messages and see the random notes that I took and elaborate. So the number one thing I learned is slow down. Number one, I learned that your quote unquote easy runs or recovery runs actually strengthen your like longer and speedier runs, so to speak. Like all of your easy slow runs are going to save so much momentum and energy for you when you get to race day. And I always thought that running meant sprinting. Like I didn't I didn't like consciously think that, but when I first would run and I would get gassed out after a mile, it's because I thought running meant like, you know, out of a scale of one to 10, like your effort should be like an eight. Like you are running, you're not jogging. We're really running like is jogging. Like I know that sounds kind of silly, but just take that in for a second. <laughs> I started running with the Nike Run Club app. And one of the first things that I learned with like my first two mile run was basically Coach Bennett, if you know, you know, would say on the Nike Run Club on the guided runs, like, I want you to be able to be speaking right now. I want you to run so slow that you want to run faster or that you could, you know, have a chat with someone next to you. And 
once I realized that and learned that through all these guided runs on Nike Run Club, that's how I was able to run my first four miles. That's how I was able to kind of hit those first few milestones. And then over time, my runs end up being not speedier in terms of like speedy, but instead of my average pace being like 1130 for a mile, it's gone down to like 1020 per mile for a longer run. So naturally you will pick up the pace because, you know, muscle memory and just you'll get used to running and be able to do it better every with every run. But to be able to hit those first markers and to be able to really run for a longer period of time than you're used to, you got to slow down. So here is your permission to slow the fuck down. Okay. Another thing I've learned through running for longer distances and just to like set this the context here, my longest run I've ever done was this last weekend and it was 7.25 miles, which if you told me that a year ago, I would have said you're out of your mind. And now it sounds like not even enough, which is funny, but that's the longest I've run. So what I've learned from these longer runs so far is that just because a run gets hard or feels hard in that moment doesn't mean it's not going to get easier and also doesn't mean that you have to stop. So there's two, there's two parts of this. So number one, the flow always comes back. So I will sometimes hit a mark where I'm like, you know, usually it's because it got really hot. Like I've been training in the summer. So I might, you know, for five minutes be running in the heat in the sun and there's no shade at all. And it just feels super, super hard. Or you start thinking about the fact that you're running. So sometimes you kind of like, like I'll think about, I'll be honest, like there's a few things I'll think about to kind of get my mind off of it or just be distracted of how hard the run is. I will be thinking about the finish line at the half marathon. I'll be thinking about being proposed to. I'll be thinking about my wedding. I'll be thinking about a party I have coming up this weekend or something like that just to kind of be distracted a little bit and like fantasize kind of like you do in the shower sometimes and you're kind of just like forget what you're doing. So when I'm not distracted and I'm thinking about the run itself or how hot it is or how hard it is, I remind myself that like it's not like the rest of the run is now downhill from here and it is now going to be hard like this. I remind myself if if I push through that little bit in a few minutes, not even, I will be back in a state of flow. So it kind of ebbs and flows throughout the entire run. And just knowing that has helped me because in the past, it might get hard and I'm like, oh my God, I have to stop. Where now I'm like, oh, if I just kind of push through this, it'll get easier again. And that's kind of a metaphor of life, to be honest. So there's a bunch of more layers to this. So let's go on to the next kind of layer of this, which is that's another way of creating more evidence for yourself. So this kind of mindset I have recently is with every run I I complete, I am creating more evidence for myself to draw back on on future runs. So the next time when I run eight miles, it's like you did 7.25 and you felt great. You can do this and run another not even 10 minutes to hit eight miles. So it's like while I'm running and it feels hard, it's like you need this evidence to draw back on on your future run, Jen. So let's create that evidence. Let's push through it. And then also during your run, you can draw back on past evidence if that makes sense. So I'm always trying to garner more evidence so that, you know, when I'm hung, I did a four mile run hungover and like that is the best I've ever felt because I was like, I'm going to be able to during the half marathon or during a hard run be like, you did that fucking hungover, Jen. You can do this. So I'm always thinking during a hard point, like, yes, it will get easier, but also B, let's push through this because I will be able to draw back on this evidence in future hard runs. Okay. Next layer to this is something that Ethan taught me in one of my first runs. I feel like it was in May, like when I first started running, we were in Florida together. And guys, in May, Florida, it was hot. It was in the 80s. It was so humid. And I went on a run with Ethan and I was really struggling because 
I did not really know how to run yet. I was very new to it and it was really fucking hot. So I was so hot and we were running together and I got to a point where I said, I need to stop. I can't do it. I need to stop. You know that feeling when you're just like anxious and you're like, absolutely, I need to stop. I can't do it anymore. And he turned to me and he said, you're breathing fine. You're talking. So it's all in your head. So if you literally – so I kind of do this check with myself now because that made me feel better. It allowed me to keep going because I was – it kind of took my anxiety away of like, oh, I am fine. It's like you convince yourself that you're not okay. And then he kind of was like, well, your breath is fine. You're talking and your form looks great. So you are fine. You're just getting anxious and in your head, which made me feel a lot better. So now in future runs, when I have that thought come up in my head, I think, are you breathing okay? Do you feel okay? Are you nauseous? Do you feel faint? Are you, is your form okay? And all, usually I'm fine with all of those things. I'm just struggling. It's just hard or I'm just really hot. So what I'll do instead is kind of slow down and focus on my breathing instead of giving into the, oh my God, I'm not okay. I got to stop. I'm so anxious. It's kind of a nervous system regulation thing where it's like, let's scan the body. Am I okay in this area? Am I okay in that area? I'm okay in all those areas. Okay. So now I ultimately, I immediately feel better. And then I also slow down my breath, focus on my breath and kind of slow down my pace. And then I'm okay. So that's another tip. And then the last layer of this, which is kind of just the next tip is the first mile is always the hardest. You are not in a flow yet. You're still, your mind, your body, everything is still adjusting to the fact that like, okay, we're running now. You're not used to it. You were just asleep. You were just walking, whatever it is. So it doesn't, your muscles are still tight. So your blood's not flowing yet. So just to remind yourself like, okay, after one mile, like we're still not even adjusted yet. So it's that same mentality of like, just because it feels hard right now, we're not comfortable doesn't mean we're not going to hit a flow state soon. But I got to keep pushing through this and keep going to hit a place where my body's now warm and my muscles are warm and my blood is flowing and all that. Okay, a more tangible tip next that I wrote down is getting the right running shoes. For about three and a half months, I didn't realize I was running with the wrong shoes. And recently, I've been testing a bunch of different shoes out on my TikTok because all of these running brands, they allow you to run in them, sweat in them and whatnot, and then return your shoes for a full refund. So I'm fully taking advantage of that. And I realized, oh, my computer's going to die. One sec. Okay, we're back. I just had to move closer to the charger. So what I realized and learned about myself was, first of all, I had a feeling the whole time the running shoes weren't 100% because I was thinking about my feet too much. Like I was thinking about the shoes too much. I would readjust my foot mid-run and it just didn't feel right. And my ankle would kill and my Achilles heel would hurt and like all this stuff that just didn't feel right. Now, those pains definitely started in the beginning just because my body was new to running. So that's one aspect of it. But I also learned because this is something that my mom deals with too. And we have the same body like in every way. It's kind of hilarious, but we supinate. So my feet, like even when I'm just standing or like, you know, like leaning with my hand on my hip, I realize I'm leaning on the outside of my foot. Most people struggle with pronation, which is leaning your foot in. I don't even understand how that's possible because I'm always leaning out. So I did my research and I realized I need a shoe that's going to keep my foot center. So whatever, after much research and whatnot, Ethan recommended the Brooks Glycerin GTS 20. And I tried those for the first time this week and had the best run ever for my 7.2 mile run. My computer's glitching. I hope that this audio is still okay though. I'm not going to be uploading the video to this one because it's all messed up between all of the changes I've had to, I've had to endure. But if you are a hardcore video person, let me know in the DMs and I will make sure to always upload my video for solo episode, but I feel like it's less important for solo episode. 
Anyway, what the hell was I saying? Okay, now I don't even know where I left off, but I know it was about sneakers. So anyway, these sneakers, oh, I wore them for my 7.2 mile run and I felt amazing even in my luteal phase. And I really think it's due to the sneakers because I didn't have to overthink the positioning of my foot or anything like that. It just, it supported me in my run and it helped me in my run instead of it being something that didn't feel right. So with all that being said, finding the right running shoes for you and investing in a good pair is really, really important. And that is something I learned. I knew running shoes were important, but I didn't realize how much they really can support your run, which might sound naive, but I'm telling you, I knew nothing about running guys. I just assumed I had a six. They must be fine, but they really were not good for me. Another thing that just popped into mind that I've been grappling with or just learning along the way is you okay, I'm, I'm learning running for the first time, right? So like me four months ago, learning running for the first time and learning that strength training is really important to be a runner. So while I'm starting running on my body for the first time, I'm also trying to like lift and do all this stuff in the gym that really could support my run. And it was way too much. I threw my back out in the gym. I hurt my ankle on my run. And I think my body was just like, okay, this is too much. We're not used to this. And what I learned after throwing my back out and getting COVID and having like a full reset and break and like having my body kind of fully recover is I don't need to be crushing it in the gym, especially right now. It's my first half marathon ever. It's like one thing at a time, you know? And what I learned was, yes, I'm still doing my split of like speed run and then a class or strength training the next day and then a recovery run the next day. And I'm doing back and forth days where I'm not running. I'm doing strength training. But what that looks like doesn't have to be doing deadlift lifts in the gym. So something I've been loving that's been feeling really good where I haven't had any aches or pains between running and this is the Sculpt Society. So the Sculpt Society is Megan Roop's class. I always thought it wasn't for me. I thought it was too dancey, but they have this program and it's called cross training for runners and it's specific classes for runners. So she'll do 30 minute sculpt and What I realized and why it's for runners is that it's a lot of hip mobility and hip opening while doing kind of like Pilates type of movements, but you're building strength and mobility in your hips. So it's been feeling so good on my days where I'm not running. And I just kind of gave myself permission to not have to like try to bust my ass at the gym and do all this stuff that ends up making my body really hurt. So I'm just trying to feel good. And if after my half marathon, I'm like, oh, I want to push the pace. I want to do a marathon or something like that. Then I can introduce these other things. But I think it was just too much, too hard, too fast. And there is a way to do low impact movements and build strength and assist your runs. Do I think that's just like really casual chill Pilates? Honestly, no. I think you really do need to do something that's a little more, you know, for strength, like strengthening your muscles and your hip mobility and all of that. But the Sculpt Society I've been finding feels really good for me right now. On that note, what I have also learned is stretching and hip mobility is so important. Again, I was feeling super tight. My body was hurting all in the beginning of my journey. And I try to every night, but it does, I do not get it every night, but I try to First of all, do a warm-up before I do my run. I try to do a cool-down after my do, do my run. Both of these things are like 8 to 10-minute videos. And then I try at night when I'm when I have the time to do, again, more of a hip mobility video or an ankle mobility video. So I'll do a runner's stretch, runner's warm-up, runner's cool-down video on YouTube before and after my run. And then 
a few nights a week I get to, or even after my strength training, like Sculpt Society workouts, I'll do specifically hip mobility or ankle mobility stretches. And my favorite person that I use for this on YouTube, her name is Julia Rappel because I find that the stretches themselves feel really, really good. And I love the quality of her videos and I love that she doesn't speak, but there's beeps. So I will be watching a YouTube video or a podcast or a show, Bravo, whatever. And then I'll have this YouTube video of her stretching on my phone and I'll put it on low. So I don't really have to listen to the music or anything, but I'll hear the beep when it's time to look up and and change the stretch, if that makes sense. I don't know if that made sense, but I'm loving her videos. Next thing I learned is music is so important. I was never a music girl. I used to listen to podcasts on my run, but when a song hits, it fucking hits and you push your pace and it feels so good and you feel on top of the world and like euphoric. So that's just a little little side tip. And then last two things. Number one is when you're struggling and just in general, breathe twice through your nose and once through your mouth. So while I'm running, I'll be like, and it just really helps, especially when you're struggling to do the the two through the nose and one through the mouth. I don't know why it helps, but it does. And then lastly, I love my elements for hydration. I try to, after a long run or a really sweaty hot run, do one element. My favorite flavor is the citrus salt or the lemon lemon habanero. Anyway, that is everything I've learned from running so far. And I'm curious if any of you guys have caught the bug since I have. If any of you guys are in New York City and are curious about my run club, DM me. And I love you all so much. I hope you're enjoying these solo episodes. I hope you get... Gain something from it and I got to go because it's 9.15 and I got to do some Sculpt Society. I will see you all next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram. So you never have to go a day without Dare to Self Care. 